these right here, so. Oh, we topped Whoa. it. Cole topped it. Okay. Ready to go. Yeah. Eight iron. Oh, we shanked it. Oh, look at that line, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, boy, is he on the sink. Welcome back to another episode of the Bogey Boys podcast. You're joined here by your hosts, Kevin and Mark. Oh, we're here. Oh, we are here. We're back, baby. We are back. We are back. We got Doug back. (laughs) (laughs) How are we, son? Very well. Very well. Been played absolutely no golf. I have. But apart from that, I feel great. Yeah. Well, you're finally up at the 6.30 in the morning. I'll give you a bit of shit for that last week. you know what? That was unbelievable. Told you it was worth it. Loved it. Yeah. Lad said to me when I got there, he was like, I just can't wait, lad, till it's like November and dark and freezing and we're doing this. Yeah. I was like, listen, just about made it the on the summer's day. I know. So you just relax yourself there. <laughs> it's good though, isn't it? Boss. Yeah. Proper boss. Good start to the weekend. It is. And you know what? I, I got in the car, got home, had some food, posted about my day, went and done a few other things. And then when I got back in the car, I looked at my bed and I was like, this isn't the same like day as when we got in the car this morning, <laughs> is it? Like it just felt like a completely different week. Yeah, because you you feel like you deserve a rest, don't you? When you've worked hard all week, oh, Saturday I'll have a bit of a sleep in. I know it's and a bad mindset that, and you just need to keep. I think it, don't yeah, you? The, the last couple of weekends I've been up at like quarter six down the beach doing the meditation, doing the the workout, and then having the cold dip. It's unbelievable. Start the day strong. I know. And I felt good having a drink at the match as well. Obviously, the football season started, didn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Our team Everton lost, unfortunately, but... We played well, though, didn't we? I think so, yeah. I think to we'll be, be all right. A lot of the pundits are saying that, you know, potentially we're going to go down and things and favourites to go down, but we've just signed Connor Cody. Oh, Nana's just come in. Oh, Nana. What's her name? <laughs> um, and Adrissa Garner Gay is potentially coming back. There's still talks for a striker, so... Things need a striker, good. don't we? Big time, yeah. Like, I know yeah. this isn't the uh, Everton podcast, but like, we need a striker. We do need a striker, yeah. Needs Anyone must. out there who's got a striker? <laughs> <laughs> Get down to Goodison Park. Everton. <laughs> no, it was I good. Know, it, was, it was good, you know, to get um, to get back in Goodison and, and watch the football. And I say it was because I won that game, really. That Chelsea weren't all that. Do you know think... what? If it wasn't if it wasn't Gordon, if them chances were falling to Calvert Loom when they were going into Gordon on the on the cross, yeah, and then the other one would have fell to him, and then he didn't quite hit it. Yeah, yeah. Like that's where a striker took, took a chest yeah. and hit it. Like Gordon's not a striker, is he? That's you know where he was struggling. Yeah, even like Gordon obviously played well and done all right, but that's where a striker just gives you that edge. Yeah, yeah. A million percent. But anyway, back onto the golf. I actually played Sunday. And I asked about my divot dispersion. Um, oh, I put chopper. Going lower, chopper, chopper one, you know. Yeah, I, I, I put chopper. Should have like... seen how well I was hitting on the range. I know they always say that. It's it well on the range, can't transition it onto the course. But I'm telling you now, that front nine, I could have been under par. Really? Didn't, what, like didn't really miss a shot. So I I hit the first green, made a par, standard. Then I... Not standard. <laughs> Hey, it's a new era of confidence over here. Oh my you know? God, what, who is this guy? Um, and then made a bogey on the second with a three putt. I had a birdie putt from about eight. Sounds a bit more foot. standard. Definitely not standard for me. You only hold, you only hold par putts. Nah, you're right. Made a par on three. Got up and down, actually. Made a par on four. Nearly drove the green on four. Playing off the yellows. Nice. Had it just on the upslope. Chipped it to about six foot. Missed that putt. Made the treble bogey. On five out of nowhere. Yeah. 
Like, what would I lose your t-shirt? No, I ripped the t-shirt down the uh, right hand side, ripped a four iron to the right of the green, lost me ball. It's thick over there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And just look, but I was pin eye for two. Is that, I seen ball. like you like Jeff had like eighteen points and you had seventeen, and then that crane had like ten, and then next minute you all had twenty eight. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> what? Back what, was a what has gone on here? It's like Back a proper coin flip. Was a different story altogether. So then, what me, happened? That did you do anything at the ninth for pie and a pint or something? We had a sausage roll each, yeah. No pints. The big auntie. No, no pints. No, just a Fanta and a sausage roll. But the That's famous, the famous S and A sausage rolls, auntie. I've never the, had one, you. Yeah. What? Well, you're vegan, aren't you? So, I know, but even when I played S and A when I was eating meat, I've never had one. Didn't you? The no. worth, they're definitely worth it. They're unbelievable. But there's just a lot to take in. The massive, so like one each is a bit much. Right, I see. So like, it's spare crane on, but me and Jevo were a bit like, oh, they lost a couple of balls on the back line. Yeah, I just went to pot. To be fair. Well, it was fatigue. Yeah. I don't know what happened, but um, 11, 11 points back now. We all had 28, <laughs> all tied. Fantastic scoring, I know. And then played again yesterday, 9 all 17 points front nine. So had a little 9 all comp. And... It's mad you used to hate them first six holes, but now you've started to like, like them, haven't you? Do you know what it is? Do you know the 100, 300, 500-yard game that we played, and that was it, and more drivers? Yeah. The confidence is just up there with the driver. I, I was thinking that they'll be going for things as well. And like, it, Yeah, being a bit more aggressive. never green on four. No, never would. But even though, like, your strength is within that distance that you don't really go well, 7-9-7-9 for you, I'd rather you were driver wedge. Yeah, 56. Well, I hit driver I hit driver yesterday as well, and it went a bit right, and then I knocked a 56 degree to about eight foot again. So I had two, two easy enough birdie puts on that hole. It was um, it looked like a nice turnout for um, it's Kirky. Kirky, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Simon Kirk, yeah. Um, lost our, yeah, we lost our friend, and we done a bench unveiling for him. Oh, did he get a bench? Yeah, so that's, that's nice. what we that's what we played. We played the um the nine hole. We had a nine hole tournament and the story goes Simon made a hole in one on that tenth hole. Ah right. Um so obviously it was that where the bench is, is is now sitting. You can see the tee shots and that, so it's just a nice touch. Yeah, that is probably so yeah, all nice that's got together, had a few sandwiches and that after we played the nine holes, unveiled the bench and Said a few words for Simon, yeah. Really miss him, to be honest. He's part of the golfing community at SNA, I remember so. him. I was in Portugal with you. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. First time I've ever met him, like, but he was like the organiser. And like, yeah. it was shocking news that he'd passed. Like. I know, very sad, yeah. But his family turned up and obviously they thanked everyone for how lovely it was. It was a really nice night, to be honest, yeah. Played nine hours at 17 points. Played well again, to be fair. But Nice. Um, Maybe it's like a stamina thing. Because you don't eat a lot on the golf course, do you? And like Tiger always says, like, get as much food as you can every Maybe, six hours. Yeah. So like, even like... When we played them seventy-two holes, we ate and we because we fought ahead and we had like we had wraps and we had protein bars and energy bars. Yeah. We shouldn't treat eighteen holes any different. You're still burning two and a half, three thousand calories around. Yeah, no doubt. And like putting how much calories intake you get, and you're gonna get tired, aren't you? Yeah, no, it's a good shout. Yeah, should try it. I will take a load. Of take the... it to the next step. So I've got the ball off the tee now. Nice. I'm shooting half decent scores. Um, although for not eighteen, so I just need to get my energy levels up. Energy, see, that's exactly. See it. what comes of it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, golf news. What have you got? So I'm mad on, but I don't know how true it is. It surfaced on Twitter yesterday about the Asian tour um, or the PJ tour banner pulling the Japanese players from the Asian tour. Did you read that? I did read it, yeah. And I've seen it got rubbished as well, but then I've seen that the rubbishing got rubbished as well. Yeah, so basically it... the news that broke was that the PJ Tour have pulled the Japanese players to say don't play on the Asian Tour, otherwise they're not allowed to play in the Zozo. So a couple of them have withdrew this week. So 
in one sense, it's bullying, isn't it? Like, you're, they're getting bullied off the tour because of the ties with Liv. It's just the complete opposite of what Keith Pelle is doing. Keith Pelle is letting Richard Blanc come back and play this week. No issues. I see. So he's allowing people to go and play Liv and then come back to the DP World Tour. With, how many, with no... many uh, Liv events has Blanc played? I don't know if he played Bedminster. I think he did, didn't he? He definitely played the first two. played Portland and he played Centurion. And he's in the field this week for the um, in Ireland for the ISPS Hander World Invitational. So, well, I think Bland went on a, on, a, on a different podcast, not the Bogey Boys podcast, and said that he sat down with Keith Pele, and, and Pele actually said to him, "If I was in your position, I'd go and do this exact thing." So he was under no illusion that there'd be any fines or bans or anything. And then Pele went and fined them ten times the normal amount of a fine, was a hundred thousand, wasn't it? Yeah. So and although Liv picked up the check, it's still. It's, yeah, it's, just it's, it leaves a bit of taste. It, yeah. it leaves a bit of taste in your mouth. Yeah, but going back to your point, these guys are all aspiring to be PJ Tour players because that's where the money is. That's where the top players in the world are. So these three are obviously in the field for Zozo. If they're being told if you go and play the Asian Tour, then you're not playing that. But the Asian Tour has been a tour that's been around for years. Yeah, uh, the Asian Tour is not live. So if it's the got page... links, there, I think it's because of its links, isn't it? Well, yeah, the money's been invested through Live, hasn't it, to increase the purses? But that's to help grow the game of golf. Exactly. So I don't know how true that is, but as I say, as you just said, sorry, it's if it is true, it is horrendous. But there was also the like the took the Asian Tour order of meta automatic qualification for the Open away as well, didn't he this year? So they are like putting roadblocks in the way of anyone with Live ties. How does that grow the game of golf though? It doesn't. Well, it's horrendous. This is you know. Kim, this week, who's won on the PJ Tour, he's only got that opportunity to play on the PJ Tour because of how well he's done in the lead-up. Yeah. An invitation. He weren't a PJ Tour member. He's been given that opportunity because the PJ Tour have thought, right, we want him. Yeah. He's got potential, so we'll invite him. They invite him to the Wyndham, and he wins the Wyndham Championship. Now he's ranked 21st in the world. He's accepted his invitation as a member of the PJ Tour. Now he's 32nd in the FedEx. Because of that, it means he can play in the, the FedEx playoffs. St. Jude. Yeah, but he qualified. Week. All this all started. He qualified for the Open via the Singapore, Singapore Open. Yeah. And then got got into the Scottish Open as well. Well, this is what I mean. So well. if he. Remember, if, I was saying he, he three put at the last. Yeah. And we were saying you call, we was calling him my boy and that. I yeah, didn't know yeah. where he came from. Well, exactly. So. Look at this. He has a poor. He has a poor event on the Singapore Open. Then yeah. where is he now? I know, and he, and he should, a potential be, he should superstar. have been in the automatically into the Open. And the Asian Tour and the DP World Tour is flooded with superstars. Yeah, and you just don't because there's only so much space for the top players in the world to play on the PGA Tour, and you've got a load of superstars on the Corn Ferry Tour coming through. Like this week, Battier. Yeah, Ashay Ashay Battier. Ashay Battier and. Um, Cody Pearson both got the PJ Tour cards. So that if you take Kim, Pearson, Cody, who's a superstar who's come from the college system, um, Battier, who has won on Corn Ferry Tour this year, I think once, maybe twice, fact check that, has a couple of starts on the PJ Tour, another left hander to put in the field. There's three young up and coming superstars that are going straight onto the PJ Tour. Again, it's just proof that. It can coexist all as, as one course. ecosystem by it has, saying it. But by the thing s- is, it has already been coexisting as yeah. an eco. It, it was like it was fine, but then there was just that little gap where there's just this big muscle arms came in on it <laughs> <laughs> and ruffled the feathers. But what they're doing to the Asian tour, if this is all true, where they're stopping people from 
doing certain things if they play the Asian tour. Like if you if you're a Japanese player and you're gonna play the Asian tour, I can't see how that's gonna stop you playing Zozo. It's bad. I just don't know what 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 are they doing wrong? They haven't yeah. got PJ tour cards. These guys have they? No, have they? So where else are they gonna play? Who they are? Where are they gonna play then? Exactly. Oh, I'm not having that. It's being, bad. I'm not having that. It's bad if it's true, and if it's not true, then it's horrendous to whoever made it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, some of the news that Nick Faldo ended his 16 years as a commentator. He did, yeah, an emotional farewell, wasn't it? What did he say? I've been a single child, and at the age of 65, I've got three brothers. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, it was an emotional farewell. Yeah. You don't, you don't, you don't really see eye to eye with him, do you? But I, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't mind some of the me. things he says is a bit. Um, yeah, it is like here's what he is. Um, Rory to play the Dunhill with his dad. Nice, it's decent, isn't it? Yeah, really good. So yeah. that's another like I know he, he spoke about playing it's November, more. is it? Yeah, now I think November seems a bit late, does it? September. Yeah, and the set. Yeah, is it after the PJ Champs? Right. So it's just he did say that he's going to start supporting the DP World more, play more events. He's got Wentworth, and now he's good playing in the Dunhill. So it's good. Yeah, it's about time as well. Like you. Go back to our very early episodes. We were crying out for this. We yeah. were saying the DP World Tour needs the top European players in the world to go and support the tour, and it took something like Live to to force the hand. Really, I know when he like I can't. Does Rory doesn't always play Wentworth? Does he? No, That's it's the first mean. time since two thousand nineteen. Is it? See what I mean? Yeah. Um, other golf news is mad one, but like. Gary Player's son. Oh, yeah, I've heard <laughs> What's this. he up to today? Auctioning off. Auctioning off his um, trophies memorabilia. and his golf memorabilia. Yeah. I wonder what his dad's done to him there. To no, well, his, other son, his other son was was in the Masters trying to... Remember he put that... Promote the balls? Pro, promote oh, the golf balls. the same person? I don't think so. I think this ah, is another right, son. Okay, I thought he was just a rebel son. No, no, this is a different son now, yeah. And... um. Gary Players called him out on social media. Yeah, saying like, I'm selling nothing, don't buy anything. I've got legal proceedings to get the my stuff back. What is going on? Was it Gary Player who stole the Masters jacket? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he, he nearly lost the Claret Jug as well, I think. Did he? Because he was telling a story on the open. He was like, I, I nearly lost this. Doesn't speak like that, though. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to do a South African accent there. Off, good the, effort. off the cuff. <laughs> it was a good effort. Um, so, have you got any golf news? There's a few bits, yeah. Wills Alatoris sacks his caddy, um, Ryan Goble, after the second round of the Wyndham. Why? He just said that basically they've been best friends for the past three years. They do a lot of things on and off the course together. Uh, like they go for meals, they'll hang out, as they put it. Um, he said Ryan's like a brother to him. He, he's going to be a brother, brother for life. But he just felt like There's too things much. that were happening on the course over the past month and the frustrations were spilling into the personal relationship. And it was just time to call an end to the the relationship. So, the short game coach Josh Gregory took the bag for the weekend. Uh, shot sixty six and a sixty eight to finish twenty first in the, in the tournament. But he goes in this week at twelfth or thirteenth, going into the FedEx. So maybe this is the change that he needed, freshen things up, and we might see is get the win, get that first win. Yeah, you don't, you never know. But he did say he just needs to concentrate on himself. He says. Ryan's not done anything wrong from a caveat perspective. It's just more... So it's more of like a pattern of ways than a second. Yeah. Yeah, I see. Exactly, yeah. But it was just the way he's done it after two rounds. He hasn't let him finish the week. So I think it must have ended. Like Something must have come to a boil. It come to a boil, yeah. And it has ended like abruptly. But 
he's also counteracted that by saying he's a brother for life. Exactly, yeah. Nice. Um, and then Tiger Woods, we seem to mention him every week, but he's back in the news. Uh, firstly, he announced a new junior golf tournament. Oh, um, yeah. So he's holding a competition for 60 boys and girls over two days. It's going to be presented by Taylor Maiden, hosted in October. And it's going to be held at the Haya Pebble Beach and the Lynx at Spanish Bay. No way. So a nice opportunity for those 60 golfers because Tiger will obviously be there hosting it. Taylor Maiden are going to present it. Sick. So, you know, it's it's a good opportunity for those. It didn't say... Is it what... at the little par three thing that he's opening at Pebble Beach, is it? Or is it just that? It's at the Hay. That's the par three course, that yeah. I think. Remember, he was, he was we, we reported last year that there was a par three course opening yeah. at Pebble Beach. That that surely got to be that. <laughs> <laughs> we will fact check, as always. And then staying on the news of Tiger Woods, he broke the news to Webb Simpson about him joining the President's Cup staff team. So Davis Love the Third is the President's Cup captain for this year's President's Cup. And Steve Stricker, Fred Couples and Zach Johnson are already on the team. Uh, and Tiger Woods obviously must have found out some way, shape or form about the news. And he's phoned Webb Simpson and told him before Davis Love got the opportunity to. So why well, there so many people on the, on the team? As, co- as staff, there always is, isn't there? There's oh, always... they all like the ones that buzz around in the... Like, like yeah, in the yeah. Ice yeah, yeah, the staff, yeah. So he was asked... Gags. That... <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Davis Love the third was asked about the the, um, the conversation. He just put, yeah, Tiger spilled the beans. No way. Getting involved, even though he's not involved. Sick. And then staying on the theme of Davis Love the third, I don't know if you've seen the... the he done a podcast um, and he made some comments about living. yeah. Basically, he said that initially he said he had a conversation with Monaghan talking about Phil Mickelson and was like that, um, stop panicking. You know, this isn't going to even get off the ground. And then he said, remember obviously, what happened was, in 94? remember what happened in 94? Yeah, with, with Greg Norman trying to start a new startup tour. And he says that uh, he was wrong and he misjudged it. But what was interesting about the quote that he was saying was that, <laughs> just a yeah, just a just a smidge. It's like um, you you versus the guy she tells you not to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> he said that it threatens the structure of the PJ tour, taking 30, 40, 50 of the top players. Of course it does. It does, but is that not what yeah. the DP World Tour has had done to it for the past so many years? You I know? know it's like the PJ Tour are like standing there saying, Oh my god, you're taking all our best players, and then at the same time turning around and saying but we're taking more of your best players, European tour. Yeah. Like, it's like exactly. pot, kettle, black, everything about it. Like, it's like, what? This is it. This is exactly it. So it's like the PJ Tour have had it so well for so long and like repeating ourselves again, it is unbelievable to watch and we love the structure of it. But golf needs something new and fresh and this is good. If I was the European tour players that played the first live events and then quit... I'd be more fuming at the whole situation with Bland than what the other PJ Tour players are fuming about the other live players trying to come back. Yeah. Because they didn't even have a taste of it. At least, like, the Otegi, um, Otegi, um, Oliver Becker, Becker and Lazabal. Yeah. They could have played the, like, the next three and then still played the other come back. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, like, yeah. Like, Blandy's had a world, he? Yeah, he had a world, you know. <laughs> yeah, he has had a world, yeah, because he's obviously going into this event this week and yeah, an opportunity to enhance his world ranking position because all the best players in the world are obviously playing at the FedEx St. Jude for the playoffs. But So has he just asked Pele, can he play? The DP World members have not been suspended from the DP World Tour, have they? So if he's eligible to play that event, 
you can just he can, you can enter. take it up and play, yeah. And then it's down to the DP World Tour then to say you're not playing, but then he'd have to give reasons for it. So that's what I mean. The DP World Tour have just not made those steps to ban players, and that's why it was so easy for Becker or Tagi. They have went, dipped the toe, and jumped back, and then Blandy's like stayed his course and then yeah, jumped back and then jumped back. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? It's fair I play, think so. it is great. Yeah, to be fair, he had nothing to lose, though. Did he's come to the part, the, the stage in his career where if it if he does a full year on live and it doesn't go so well uh, and he doesn't get to play live next year, then he's made a hell of a lot of money in that time frame. More than like how many starts did he have without a win? 400 or 500 exactly, nearly. Yeah. And then he's been playing challenge, he's grinded, he's actually got that first win, which he got probably close to 300,000 for. Yeah. Like, I don't know the fact, full fact figures, but it's probably around that mark, yeah. isn't it? Even maybe less. And then he's probably played them three live events. And unless he come last all three times, which he didn't. Which he didn't, yeah. Then he's he's ain't more than that. Yes, yeah. Be interesting to see if now, I'm not sure whether he played Bedminster. We'd have to fact check that. But I know he definitely played the first two events. And be interesting to see the comparison between how much he's earned, obviously with his team winnings and his individual winnings. Compared to what he's won in his career, plus his um, sign-on, exactly. Well, he came twenty-seventh in Portland, yeah, and got one hundred and sixty-one thousand, so half of a win, yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think he played Bedminster. Could Didn't be really wrong. come in the in the um, Centurion one. No, me neither. Who was it? What team was he in? He was in the was he in the Niblicks, wasn't he? Yeah. Don't know. We have a little nose and find out in a sec. But yeah, that's all I had on the news, really, was just uh, Davis Love the Third, some of the comments that he's come out with. And just to conclude on that, where it talked about him taking 30, 40, 50 of the best PJ Tour players, he has actually says that there can be a solution to move the tournaments around so that they can coexist. Now, this is somebody who's acting, who's obviously at the moment, he's the President's Cup captain. He's all for the PJ Tour. He was talking at one stage about players potentially boycotting tournaments if they allow the live players to return but saying that it can coexist is the first indication from me from somebody uh, who's so pro PJ Tour that they've actually come out and said we can coexist because he's talking about I've been in Monaghan's here we've had these conversations he's a well respected golfer Davis Love the Third of course, yeah. on the tour do you know what I mean his influence if he says things people will listen so you know it's interesting that he's come out and said that there is there is a solution there, and it's just that for me is a is a big turning point in this PJ Tour DP World Tour Live saga to think that there could be potential for next year for the schedules to be positioned so that they can play. Because he specifically it talked was about anyway, wasn't it. It was, but he specifically the only talked thing about more that Greg Norman could have done was say that we're doing our events on Monday and Tuesday. Yeah, but what what Davis Love the Third has said is like. And he's mentioned the amount he's put. He said the PJ Tours, 14 events of $25 million and the Live Tour events, $25 million, 14 events. We can make something coexist with those events. So he's talking about the specific headline events. You've got, you'd have 28 events across the two tours, potentially, but with 25 million paces, and then you'd have four majors. We will see what comes of it. We will. Yeah, then, do you want a news flash? Go on. A major one. Richard Bland came 27th in the Centurion 
and got 232,000. No, 17, sorry, and got 232,000. Yeah? Yeah. And he came second in the team event as well and got 375,000 for that. So half a mil. Yeah. Over. In his first event. Nearly 60. Plus, plus 161 from there. Yeah. So 700,000 in two events. And then whatever he wants to go for the team in the second event as well. So he's doubled his. At least his win. I don't know what against his career, but like that, it's a. And now we can go back and play. Is he said the world? You really? Yes, yeah. Double worldy now that we smashed found it. out his absolutely his credentials. It. Should we hit that time again? Let's go. It's that time again, y'all. The birdie boogie bust. The birdie boogie bust. Birdie bogey bust. Birdie time. What have you got? So mine's a bit of a a, a bad birdie, really, but it's just it's. Faldo getting off the telly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because although like yeah, it was sad and like he's he's a hero and he's all that, but some of the things he used to say and like some of the like like how he was a bit mundane when he like I don't know if he's I mean, tired or he's I being liked. I didn't mind him personally, but I just remember some of the bad comments that he used to say and just, he's just I think Ugh. when he used to do comparisons of certain things they weren't the best was they but I think his general golf knowledge and his, his general understanding of the game and how he used to portray it in the in the in the box was good I think do so, yeah who's replacing him Joe Trevor Immelman I think oh is it hmm that might be bogey then <laughs> <laughs> nah we're joking what's your baby uh, mine is Kim Thomas the Tank Engine how come he's called Tom just because Jen Hong is like Tom? No, because he liked Thomas the Tank Engine when he was a kid. Oh, did he? Fact check that, but that's pretty sure that's the, the truth. Like, Where have you pulled that from? <laughs> Could have been in a dream, this. <laughs> right, to find this out, I'm typing in Thomas the Tank Engine, Kim Golf. And what are you expecting from that? That's <laughs> what I'd like to know. From Thomas the Tank Engine. And now aged 18, onto the PJ Tour world stage. What's that mean? So he's a South Korean-born golfer who grew up in Australia, lived in the Philippines, now lives in Thailand, and My is God. contesting at this week's PJ Tour, Corrales Punta Cana. I got the name Thomas from Thomas the Tank Engine Train when I was young, he said. As I grew older, some people started calling me Tom, and I thought it was just shorter and just simple. I think by the time I was 11, I just went by Tom. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so that's uh, my so my birdie is it was it's not like tiger obviously because tiger turns up at the masters and had a poor first nine holes and then ends up winning the masters by how many shots he won it by how many was it 12 i don't think that was the masters when he won by 12 but it, i know what you mean yeah he shot 40 front nine and then 30 back and, yeah and, and then the went on to win the masters by a lot of shots though yeah. wasn't it so he starts his round with a quad and he's 14 shots back going on to the second. Now, we spoke a couple of weeks ago, Tiger starting with the double mm. and being 12 shots back and how you're thinking, oh, my God, I've got all that thing to do. He ends up winning by five. That's mental. That's a 19-shot swing in 71 well, it, When he had that quad, I don't actually know how he done it, do you? I didn't see him I actually missed, do it, no, but I just see him see he started with an eight. And then he was seven under from after that. If you start with an eight, mate, the dummies out the pram, the clubs are getting snapped and you're going <laughs> home, it. aren't you? Exactly, yeah. It's just snowball that effect. Just, yeah. That is some serious grit and but he was asked, he was, But did you know what he said afterwards when he was asked about it? He said that, he said, like, what did you do? How did you keep yourself so calm and composed? He said, I just laughed. It's just one bad hole. Like that mentality go. as a young 20-year-old, he's 20 now, isn't he? That is, 
unbelievable oh. mentality, isn't it? And it is Tiger esque. Of course, yeah. It's forgetting everything around you and just concentrating on what's in front of you. So he obviously final round sixty one on the Sunday, which included an absolutely flawless twenty seven, which tied the lowest ever PGA Tour um, nine hole score. It was almost like he took the foot off the gas because he even said that he was anxious in the second nine, thinking that he didn't want the rain delay to come and ruin his flow to go into a rain delay with a four-shot lead so he could think about it or even worse, might have to sleep on it. Yeah. So he was scared to get it finished. Not that he took the foot off the gas because obviously birdies are hard to come by, but he wasn't like steaming, rolling them in like he was on, no. the, on the other nine. Playing like, a bit faster to, to try and get... He five with that eagle on the fifth, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. It was great, wasn't it? Obviously, and I mentioned earlier that moves him up to 21st in the world rankings. Now, 34th in the FedEx. He's obviously going to be playing, you know, he'll be playing next week because he's definitely going to be in the top 70 and potentially we'll see him at the Tour Champs. Uh, and he's actually the first PGA Tour winner born after the year 2000. Wow. So, I think this is the start of something special and that's why it's me birdie. It is. Well, that's bogey? why he was me boy at the Scottish Open. <laughs> my bogey is all this money talk and everyone doing this and growing the game and all that. And I know the DP World Tour, have, um, the, it's a split thing with the women, isn't it? Split pairs, yeah. Purses, but the DP World Tour purse is my bogey because it's it's under a million euros, full field. So okay. I just think that and all, all this money that we're talking about, like it just seems that... Richard, it's, it's, it's basically not a, not the enough. same amount that Richard Bland's won and live. Yeah. They give or take. Exactly. 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 <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. It's like my body just stopped producing words there. <laughs> yeah, it's... No, you're right. I think the bigger picture here is obviously a full field of men and a full field of women playing in and around the same course. And two separate tournaments with a split pair, so that's the there's still three million dollars at stake, but it's split pairs and it's equal prize money for first, second, and third. Although they're playing their own individual tournaments, they're not playing against each other. But I do get what you're saying. If there's a why the PJ Tour not doing that with the LPJ Tour and then providing a bigger pair, like where's the money pumped into this? Because is this just like are they just trialling on a DP World Tour, these type of events? And if they do work, well, then yeah, the PJ like, Tour will take them f- further on. It's like... When, it, are we gonna, when, when, when are we going to see the LPG Tour and like the PJ Tour teamed up in an event together, like the Scandinavian Mixed or like this one? Yeah. But then, exactly. So then if you want to truly grow the game, really, these paces, like if, you, if you're going to like watch this event or like having this event on at the same time as the start of the FedEx, it's like overshadowing it massively. Yeah. You are gonna have potential of and people then, watching the like, future. Groups. Everyone knows that the FedEx is there and it's, it's a massive thing and it's a massive end of season thing and everyone wants to watch it. Whereas like these events, if you want to showcase them, like boost the prize money up, maybe attract a few bigger players to play in it. Yeah. But then they're not gonna play because they've they're already tied up in the FedEx. I'll mention that on my boost my, on my bus. Boost. Oh my god. <laughs> it boost <laughs> What's going on? Uh, I'll mention that in my bust later because I've got some comments on the on the schedule. And um, my bogey is the lack of fans for the final rounds. They open at Muirfield, right? And I've got some statistics. So the official attendance for the week was thirty three thousand. You compare that to the Renaissance Club. The total crowd for the week crowd for the week at the Scottish Open was sixty eight thousand seven hundred seventy one. 
so over double the fee- the 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 attendance for the Scottish Open. Still not a massive attendance either, is it? No, not really. No, but it's still you know it's what it's fifteen thousand every day. It's a decent number, isn't it? I suppose you've got two hundred ninety thousand at the Open, but obviously that's a record. But that's the hundred fiftieth Open tickets were hard to come by. That was always going to be the case. Then Glen Eagles, the Senior Open, um, was twenty two thousand four hundred. So almost as many at the senior open as there was at the women's open. And then ten thousand turned up for the week at Dundonald Links for the women's Scottish Open. I feel like and it'll come on to me bust as well. So do you want me to do me bust as well? It's about just So wait there, what was the open to the Scottish Open there? Sixty eight thousand to hundred and ninety thousand? Two hundred and ninety thousand. Two hundred and ninety thousand to sixty eight thousand. Yeah. So ten thousand to thirty three thousand, it's actually not that bad of a ratio, is it? Not it's really tripled, isn't it? Not really, but they could have potentially scheduled it a bit different. So we busted the schedule on the European tour at the moment where you've got the playing in Ireland now. There could have been a case, what you've just mentioned there, about not not having it at the same time as the FedEx St. Jude, a big tournament. You could have had this tournament the week before the Irish Open. This is Northern Ireland, isn't it, this week? This is Northern Ireland, yeah. Yeah, and then straight into to Ireland. So straight into Ireland, so you're there. And then same with after they finished the Open in Scotland. They came down to Hillside, didn't they, to go yeah. back up, back up to Scotland, uh, and then back down to Wales. Whereas you'd, you'd go Scottish Open, Open, Hero Open, and then down to Kazoo, and then have another Kazoo, Kazoo back to back. So, my bust is just how the scheduling's being worked this year. And obviously, when you take into account the attendance, it is the potentially room to. There was just a lot of golf tournaments in Scotland close together. And then yeah. it becomes like, are people going to go to golf every week? Yeah, I know what you mean. That was just, my bogey and my bus was just that there's a potential for to get more fans. I just don't know how you're going to do it. How are you going to get more fans to Muirfield to watch that? It's a tough one. It is a tough one. Just trying to understand how, because I didn't look at years gone by, opens to see the difference in numbers. It could be record attendances for like women's sport, because it is on the rise, isn't it? It is, yeah. The the lionesses being on telly and like the whole Wembley being full yeah. last year, a couple of years ago, that's probably not even televised. No, I know. Whereas, so it's like it is on, it is getting more recognition. So yeah. we'll have to double check whether what the what that is. But getting, In as far as getting more fans there, it, it is a tough one because, as you say, like especially anyone in the northwest of England going to anywhere like that's over two hours away, it is quite. It's a mission in it yeah it is and especially if you've got so it's like you've got so many talk because when you're looking at the event in scotland there you had the women's scottish open the men's scottish open the open for men the open for women um seniors open. you had the seniors open the and you had hero. the hero open yeah so you've got six events all clustered together there's a potential to spread them out a bit just to spread them out a bit yeah yeah they still have them in scotland in those amazing historic courses but maybe just like the Scottish Open and the Open are always going to be, t- and I'm probably contradicting myself here because I've said that the Hero Open next to at the same time as that, but you could potentially move the Hero Open to when the uh, Dunhill, they're going back to Scotland in September for the Dunhill, so you could put that Hero in Scotland there. I see. So just t- sort of scheduling me bogey and me bus was just trying to figure out how you can engage more fans, and I think one of the things that you could potentially do is just spread them out. Like maybe have the seniors open a little bit earlier. So you, you've you got the seniors open, then you've got the Scottish open and the open. Then you've got the 
Women's Scottish Open and the Open, and then you've got the Hero and Dunhill further on. So you put it in two. You put it in twos. The idea I'm getting at is just maybe spread it out, spread the schedule out. So you still have the same tournaments in Scotland, but you just sort of spread have them at different times. So it's not like six tournaments in five or six weeks in Scotland and. You know, you're going to struggle to get people to go all the time. The same fans, aren't you? Yeah. Well, they've took your advice, haven't they? Because they've moved the um, women's open to Walton Heath next year. Yeah, the open changes every year, doesn't it? That's what I mean. But like, they've took it out of Scotland for you. Oh, that makes you happy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it out of Scotland. Scotland's got the best courses in the world. Like, they've moved it to Walton Heath for you. Oh, have they? Okay. There we go. What's so, your yeah. bust? My bust is. This whole lawsuit was swaffered and oh, all that. <laughs> what is going on there? Oh, man. What is he? What are they? Like, fair enough. Yeah. It, like, it just, it all goes back to, uh, it all goes back to the decision that was made to to just ban players and do all this. Like, why, why do that in the first place? It just reminds me, like, of, like, having an argument with your partner, like, and then they say, like, something's going to happen if you do something, then you do it, and then, like, you start bringing up all madness just to try and get your way back into the thing that you wanted first. <laughs> like, that's what they've done, and they've, like, if you go there, you're banned from the PJ Tour, and they go, okay, then. They've I just don't understand the stance to begin with, though. Whose stance? The PJ Tour Oh, we've stance. never understood it, have we? But I just think that, like, They've just took offence to it so quick and made so like the decision. It was a so, rash decision. It wasn't was, it? yeah, it was. Maybe let them play because as soon as they teed off, the ban was there. Yeah. It was like they were waiting for it. You know what I mean? There's no, and then it was you're not playing this, you're not playing that. Don't dare come back to my tour. It's like we are the PJ tour, we are the the creme de la creme. Don't dare challenge us. But obviously, they are being challenged. And now, what's going to happen is, mate, it's like the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial. This, it's like uh, Hudson Swafford, and he they went to court. Swafford, Matt Jones, and oh, did he? Yeah, yeah, they went and sat in front of the judge. Swafford, Matt Jones, and <laughs> I didn't know that. Who was the other one? Taylor Gooch, Taylor Gooch, and Gooch and Swafford both say, and we love Hudson Swafford, they were not like slagging him off here, but. He says something like, so Hudson Swafford says, like, I was not informed, blah, blah, and then they get like a memo up saying, like, on this date, you were informed of this, and then, of, and then, and then Taylor Gooch said this, and then it says facts of this, and like, yeah, there's a full transcript of like the whole thing, what's went on. Right, okay. So even to I taking them to court, it's, it's, it's just weird, isn't it? Yeah. No, it is. It's a very, like, what are they hoping to get? Like, do you think the PJ Tour are going to like let them play? Well, that's what they wanted. They wanted to try and do the same thing as what Poulter done at the Scottish Open, wasn't it? I see. So Poulter and them done a thing at the Scottish Open where they challenged the ruling of banning them from the Scottish Open and it got overturned on appeal and then they could play the Scottish Open, so they did. So I would assume that they've probably tried the same thing. Well, I want to appeal this suspension to try and get into the FedEx playoffs. But I see, yeah. it hasn't worked for them, has it? No. So no. what was the ruling? Well, I don't know. I think they just, I don't know. All it says is the PGA Tour haven't held back. And like they're saying that the live organization is prepared to lose billions just to sports wash. Like what, what they've been saying all along about yeah. they're trying to change the reputation. So I don't know what the actual verdict was. It's just by the looks of things, with the way the one, two, five has panned out and made the feel for this week that they've obviously took them out and they haven't won the, they haven't won the appeal. Yeah. But with, with cases like that, you can just keep. Like I've because I watched a bit of suits, you can just keep like swamping them with paperwork, can't you? To get it to get it adjourned and sustained and like drag it out to the next week. Yeah. When then, and so then by play, that point yeah. it's over. Exactly, yeah. 
So they probably get countersued for defamation or whatever they do. I don't know what's going on. I, d- uh, I just, it's, it's, I just, it's, to, just it's, 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 all it's, 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 it's an ugly look. Like you type in as an out, outsider that like you doesn't know anything about golf, type in PJ Tour, and that's the first thing that you see. Like on BBC, yeah. BBC News or PJ Tour and live in, in a, in a horrific battle in court over whatever. And it's like, you've got to be careful that the, the, the reputation of golf just doesn't get tarnished over it because the whole idea of this is to bring a new audience into golf. Isn't it? Yeah. So if it starts getting really messy, well, it already is messy, isn't it? Yeah. You're just gonna. You don't really want that. So, I mean, we're not lawyers, are we? We don't really know the legal system and what's going on. I know American law is different to our laws and stuff. So, I wouldn't even know where to begin on commenting on this type of stuff. I just think what we want to see is entertainment, entertaining golf every week. And what we've always said is that there is space in the golfing world for a new format, for a new style of golf, for more team golf to be part of it. Um, over the coming weeks, we're going to be talking about the President's Cup and building that up. Yeah. We're excited to watch that. Um, so, you know, that's all we want to see. Golf growing, more young people getting into the game. The the women's game continue to grow as it is. And we don't want to be seeing lawsuits no. going on and, and all this bad publicity. And But all like the, 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 in the base, the premise of the whole thing, what's the saddest part, what, which is what me bust is, is... They're actually suing to just try and play a golf in a spot that they've earned through hard work and dedication to the game of golf. Yeah. And they're advocates of the game of golf, PJ Tour winners. Yeah. It's like... Yeah, where does it end and where does it stop? That You know, but at the same time, whether it was the right decision or the wrong decision, they were told, if you go, you're not playing. Yeah. So, and if it's fair play to, whether we agree with it or not, the standing by the stance, whereas yeah. the DP World Tour have said, okay, we'll suspend you for the Scottish Open because that's a dual um, event with the PGA Tour. But That's probably the, part uh, of their argument. Like how uh, like Ian Poulter and Lee Westwood have played live, played the PGA Tour event, and then they've played live again. Yeah. Like we want the same thing. The thing is, though, the problem that they've got, which is the difference with the DP World Tour, is the Scottish Open is a PGA Tour event. So if you're banned from playing a PJ Tour event as a live golfer, you can't play the Scottish Open as a PJ Tour member. Whereas the DP World Tour have not suspended anybody. They just suspended them for that one event because it was a PJ Tour event. And that's probably why they got away with it because you can't just ban someone for one event and not ban them for the rest. Whereas the PJ Tour have took a stance. But if you go to live, you did play a PJ Tour event. Yeah. Through his DP World Tour membership though. Yeah. Whereas Hudson Swafford's not a DP World Tour member, so his only way into the Scottish Open, if he wanted to do that, was through. Otherwise, you'd have a, a, a whole host of PJ Tour players trying to get into the Scottish Open through the DP World Tour. But Ian Poulter's membership that he applied for this um, exemption to play, right? The the Scottish Open was down to the fact that he's a DP World Tour member. He challenged that ruling that the DP World Tour said. The and then the the obviously won. I see, yeah. Or got oh, the, I see, yeah. So he gets yeah, to that way. That, that's basically it's just it's just a kerfuffle. It is, but you know what? Hopefully, we see better golf because of it. Yeah. Wyndham champs. Then obviously, I've, I've speaking of better golf. <laughs> yeah, I've spoke about the the young superstar Thomas the Tank Engine. What else have we got? It's unbelievable. Like as you said, the the birthing of of another young up and coming Asian who like looks like he's got 
stern mental capability and a serious game of golf to, yeah. to suit. It is, yeah. It is. And that's the thing with golf, isn't it? You've got the highs of what we're seeing with um, with young Tom, and then we've also got the lows of what we've seen with Justin Lower. And literally low, it was low point for him. Um, makes a bogey on 18 to miss out on the, the one two five spot. If he oh. pars 18, he gets that spot and he, he gets his car for next year. Um, got really emotional. Fair play to him, stood in front of the press, was asked how he's feeling. Took him about five minutes to answer the question because he was overwhelmed with emotion. Yeah, but um, obviously the only saving grace really is that players ranked from one two six to two hundred get straight to the finals of the Corn Ferry um tour cha- tour. Yeah, but if he's finished one two school. six, won't he He'll get some start, yeah, but he yeah, won't I mean, have a card. Obviously he doesn't get because like Tommy and all that aren't playing, he doesn't get in, does he? No, I see. Yeah. No, so he anybody just, who's it's anybody, one two five, and that's it. One two five gets the spot, and if fifteen players decided not to play in it, then the field would be shrunk by fifteen. Yeah, right. I see. Okay. The criteria is it that one two five? So he's made that um, bogey, but that was only made available to him because Matt Wallace, who was one two four, and Austin Smotherman, who was one two five, they needed to par on the final hole, the second round, and they both took double bogeys. Oh. So they've both moved out. So the ones that have moved in um, is Max McGreevy. He was number 126, or the equivalent, because of the, the live players moving out. He was tied for fifth this week, and he moved to 104, so well in there. And then the other place went to Kim. So the fact that Kim took his membership meant that because Kim won that tournament... Took his membership. Justin Lower made a bogey on the last. Meant that Matt Wallace and Austin Smotherman come out. Um, Justin Lower didn't get in, and Kim and McGreevy get in. Right, I see. So it's 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 like the basically not making par on the last hole for Lower, Matt Wallace, and Austin Smotherman. Just that one hole. And where dictated. is McGre- where is McGreevy in the rankings? He's now 104th. What to say? The equivalent. Yeah, because he finished fifth. He moved right up. Oh, but he was fifth, yeah. He was one two. He was one two six on the I six, so he had a good oh, I see. So he mean, needed yeah. to play well to get in. Yeah. And yeah. he did get in. So that's one took person out. Further. Yeah. So yeah. that that moved Austin Smotherman out because Austin Smotherman made the double bogey on this on this last hole. And then Ricky Fowler, who held the last spot, he he missed the cut. Um he went in at one, two, three. But enough players faded off over the weekends, which allowed him. Yeah, um, well, Fowler. To get him. I don't know what Matt Wallace would have had to do over the weekend, but he was a he was not a massive gap, but he was like seven or eight points ahead of. He's yeah. seven eight points ahead of Wallace. Yeah. So Wallace is your bubble boy, but it's other players, isn't it? So it's not just Wallace and Smotherman how they play because they both missed the cut, didn't they? It was more players who were like potentially in one two eight and one two nine if they would have won or finished top ten they'd have went in and knocked Fowler out. Ah uh, I see yeah, yeah. anyone coming from below. Yeah. Yeah. So um it's yeah. good to see Fowler getting in though, isn't it? Do you know what this For all could the be? talk of his like yeah. career and all this and he's gone down the pan and he's and he's yeah he's on all that he's still top one two five in the world basically isn't he? Well yeah one two five yeah for this year. So he's we talked about Austin Smotherman having a good season in his rookie year. Ricky Fowler's finished better than but you just so used to hearing Ricky Fowler's name at the top of leaderboards and seeing him in the orange, and he's we, we don't really see him over weekend anymore, do we? Well, so that's, that's the it, problem. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's beat Matt Wallace, Doc Redman, Danny Willey, Cameron Champ, Harry Higgs, Francesco Molinari, top names. Yeah, who were like 
all like major champion in there. It's like got a couple of major champions in there. Zach Johnson. It's he's not like crabbing it round, is he? With like no, he's not. He's obviously in 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 a poor vein of form at the moment, and he's. You know, when you look at him, you're probably thinking, are you going to get into the top 70? The answer would be no. You'd put your house on it, wouldn't you? Yeah. The way he's playing. But, you know, somebody at that level with the coaching facilities he's got available to him and the people that he's got around him, these players can turn it around in a week. No, they can't. And yeah. that brings us on to the Kazoo Classic as well. Of well I just wanted to say that Terrell Hatton snuck a little top 10 in there. Yeah, 64 week. final round, yeah. yeah. Obviously, it was overshadowed by what Kim done with his 61 final round, but it's it's nice to see Terrell having a good little basher form there. Yeah, done very well. So yeah, Kazoo, Kazoo Classic time. Yeah, so just talking about obviously players in, in form, obviously Callum Shinkwin fell out of form for, for a while, didn't he? But he's finished tied 16th and tied 7th before claiming his second European Tour victory yeah, in but Wales. I, I say that, I'm not saying that his first victory wasn't a proper one, but it was a weird time when everyone was like in their own bubbles and like, they played two events at the same at the Aphrodite, didn't he, in Cyprus? Yeah, and Robert McIntyre won one, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. So it's like, it's not saying it's not a proper one, but it's not like an, on the schedule. It was on the schedule, wasn't the schedule this year, was it? No, when no, it? it was just a one-off. It's just event. a one-off sort of thing. Yeah. So it's like, this is like a, it's it's happened a few times. It's like, I'd rather cup venue. It's a proper Helder's Nerve. Tough like, as well, like, wasn't oh, it? it? It looked tough. Right? Yeah, for him to win by four as well, just shows like how well he must have played. Paz were definitely a friend well, it's weird. this week, weren't I've seen that. He, he, he said that. Uh, someone on his team was like, right, it's just a match play between you and um, Guerrero. Did I say it? Guerrero? Guerrera? Yeah, yeah, Guerrero. Guerrero, whatever, however you say it. He said, like, it's a match play between you and him. And he was like, I don't want to go and think like that. He said, this isn't a match play course. This is a stroke plays course. So I'm going to go out there and play stroke play. And it was like, lucky that he didn't go match play against him because he shot five over final round. Yeah. So we would have thought that he battered him, but there was still like... Connor Simon. Connor Simon. Sneaking and up like, a nice um, low round, yeah. A few other people uh, sneaking up behind him. Yeah. No, it was. It was a really tough. It's interesting when the contrast of events, when you, that the hero, it was a birdie fest, wasn't it? You know, driving yeah. greens, chipping and putting. You know what I mean? It was a, It was an easy... Easy course to get at, whereas this was just a total opposite. So, so how you've got to prepare mentally for the different tests in golf. This is a prime crazy, example of it, isn't it? But I just wanted to speak about um, 45 year old David Dixon. Oh, yeah, so you know, like there, yeah. I was looking, I was like, who is he? So, I clicked, and then he's 45, as I just said, and he, he's finished hard third there, which is great to see. But when I look back at his, um, his playing career and what he'd done, like in 2019, he was at the age of what 40. Two forty-three. Yeah. He's playing Euro. He's won the Euro Pro. One at one at one of the events on the Euro Pro, and he's like being. He won on the Challenge Tour in two thousand and eight. Yeah, and he's turned pro in like two thousand and one. So he's had a bit of a crazy struggle. I've never really heard of him. We've been no. reporting on the podcast for close to two years now, isn't it? Yeah. So it's like it's it's just nice to see him. As 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 wearing continuing his fine form as well. He finished eighth, didn't he? Well, yeah, another top ten. It's good to see yeah. like. These English players like actually coming through and shining a little bit, even though it is at the latter stages of the career. Yeah, making some money. Yeah, definitely. Um, we're talking about players, obviously that that we we know. Um, there was a good run all all the six or seven that we always speak about every week. Um, at least made the cut. We had Ewan was tied twelfth. Matty Baldwin had a tied fifteenth. Yeah. Uh, Mansell tied twentieth. Slattery tied twenty fifth. Hilly Kittle tied forty third and. Gandhi tied 63rd. 
So all cut, made. all made the cut, yeah. All for the, for the weekend golf, squad. yeah, and they're all in um, in Ireland this week as well, nice. ready to take on the ISPS. But yeah, it was a good event, as you say. Like it was just a, a it was so punishing as well. Like some of the greens, like where it, they were spinning. Like I think it was Jonas Veerman or one of the players. He dunked out for eagle on the 18th, the day before, and he had almost identically the same shot, and he's pitched it just by the flag and spun it into the water. So he's like, like the commentator saying, like, how can you, like, you must have had such good feelings over that ball, thinking, like, at least making birdie, and then he's, like, struggling to make par. <laughs> it's like, it's crazy. It's like, golf, as you yeah. say, them rather cup venues, they are punishing venues. Yeah, not the other. And, like, as you said, Water and none of the holes, which did play a massive part. Yeah, it did, yeah. Definitely, yeah. But it was an emotional one, like Callum Shingon, he had his mum in that day, didn't he? I couldn't get his words out, he's crying his eyes out. See that a lot, aren't you? Now it just shows, because it's so difficult to win on tour now, oh, isn't it? And what that means to you is, you know, you've got that freedom of having your tour car for two or three years now. And well, being if you able finish to... top ten, you get the, you're off to the PJ Tour, aren't you? So it's... <laughs> yeah, there you go, yeah. Dreams are, and then it's live, innit? On to mm. live. PJ Tour feeding the live players now, are they? That is exactly yeah. Yeah. Um, then the only other tournament then is the AIG Women's Open, which we briefly sp- spoke about. Um, very entertaining finish. Oh, playoff. Tw- playoff, but just leading up to that, um, Buai's treble bogey on 15, was it? Yeah, 15. 15, she had a nightmare, yeah. Yeah, so like bringing, she, she was part of that all and she walks away with the trophy, no problem. But it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it's just like for, for it to fall apart and then it was Aaron Chun going head to head in the playoff, wasn't it? And it didn't finish till ten past nine at night. It's I was crazy, thinking, isn't it? I was watching, thinking, when is this going to end? It's the light, job, yeah, exactly. But is it a standard four hole playoff, or did they just have four holes? No, it was just sudden death. Yeah, oh, was it? And they just have... kept tying. Yeah, so there was all sorts going on. So there were Ng um, Chun made an unbelievable up and down from the bunker and like a ridiculously tough lie, um, and then. And I think it was the second. I can't even remember what the holes were, but there was one hole where she's she's got like a, she hit it left of the green. I think it was the second playoff hole because they both bogeyed it. Um, she hit it left of the green, duffs a chip, then knocks a next putt like a foot past, and it's like then she had that putt to take it to another playoff hole, and she cans it, and then it's the crazy, back down. Yeah, you've got Boer's uh, husband. Like the camera kept going on him, he's drinking, thinking, Oh, what's going on? Oh Emotions God. all over the place. Then, obviously, when the, the final puck goes in, unbelievable up and down from the bunker on the right hand side because it's tricky because they both put it in that bunker on the right hand side. It's got a bit of an island, um, and it looked like a boo was going to have a fried egg there. Just come out of the pitch mark and made all the difference because she stiffs it, and um, and her power was good enough to take the victory in the end. I see. I read that it said like she said like fifteen years of hard work and patience and seventy six holes going against a, a major champion in in Inji Chun, and like she's the first woman to get a name etched on the famous trophy at Muirfield as well. So it's another historic event, and it's the first South African to win it since like two. I think I think it's only the second South African ever woman ever to win it. Yeah, exactly. I think like two thousand and one. I can't remember the name of the lady who won it, but it's some big history, isn't it? Yeah, it was, and um, Gary Player sent her a text message the, the night before the final round as well to, to wish you luck. So you haven't got me uh, trophies by any chance <laughs> off my son, have you? <laughs> yeah, but uh, congrats as well to Dunk McCarthy as well, because Boo was part of Dunk's team. Oh, is she, yeah? Yeah, yeah. No way, that's boss. Yeah, so it's unbelievable for him that, yeah, another 
massive victory. Do you know what I mean? He's got, of course, he's, he's got a major. a major champion. He's got winners on the DP World Tour and the PJ Tour now. So That's building it, building a big stable at Underpin Sports there, Dunk. So congrats, mate. Boss, yeah, well then. Yeah. Uh, any golf to review this week then? We've got a couple of tournaments coming up. We've already touched on them a touch, haven't we? Yeah, we have, yeah. So the first is the ISPS Hander World Invitational before we move on to the FedEx St. Jude and give our picks. So um, across the two courses, we've got the Galgorm Castle Golf Club, which is 7,151 yards. And then that's followed by the uh, Masserine course, which is a bit shorter, 6,817. Um, Daniel Gavin's won the inaugural event here last year. And he returns to defend his title. That's it. And then, so are they, did they swap courses here? Or did they just have it on the same, like they just play one, they play the other? Do you know what? I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah. I can't remember, remember off the top of my head. remember when Gavin's won this last year. It because was. Did they not have the both playing on the same course for the final round and they split the field in half? So the top half play one course, the bottom half, no. I don't know. So it was Padgery, Anakin, Karen. Um, she... Sounds like a Harry Potter spell, that, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's going to be defending uh, the title from, from the women's side. And this is actually a, a co-sanctioned event between the LPJ Tour and the Ladies European Tour. So a win for the what's important for the ladies here is a win here. Get you a LPJ Tour car for next season. Um She's going to be joined by a host of stars from the Women's Open as well. Uh, Lynn Grant in the field, as well as fellow Swede, Maya Stark, and English pair, Georgia Hall, and my twin, Dame Laura Davis. <laughs> Twinning. So, yeah, so I say Daniel Gavins won it last year, and Annika Karam won it this year, last year, for the women and the men. As you said, though, like, this is a great event, and like I'll get to see how much coverage there actually is of it, but... What have we been noticing on Sky? It's like the, the coverage is very like sporadic, isn't it, with the European Tour or the DP World Tour? It has been for this UK swing, which is disappointing, really, because... Because I know... thought, turn it on, sit down. I was going to do my notes. There was, I had a, a few hours off, and I thought, I'll sit there, and I'll just put it on the background, and it turned on. It wasn't even on. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah, last week was a bit different because you had the Women's Open, wasn't it? Of course, yeah. So obviously that's going to take priority, especially... When we want to see the growth in that game, don't we? Yeah. And get that exposure. But you're right, I think a bit more coverage required, I think. Definitely. Especially this week. With the, there'll be no excuse this week. Obviously, the men and the women playing together. So hopefully we'll see. That's right. But then they'll just put the, depending on the um, the time difference, they'll just put the, the featured groups on or just go straight to the FedEx because that's massive, isn't it? Yeah, definitely, yeah. But from the from the men's side, again, the, the lads we mentioned previous that are all playing. All the boys, again, yeah. Yeah, back. But... There's also another star for Frank Kennedy, the young um, amateur. That, yeah. He's getting another another shot at the DP World Tour. And Todd Clements as well. He's been rewarded for his win on the Challenge Tour. Yeah, it's mad with that Frank Kennedy, isn't it? Because is he still amateur? Still amateur, oh, yeah. He's about 13 or 14 or something, isn't he? He's only young, yeah. yeah. I don't think he's that young, but he is young. 16 then? He's probably about 16, yeah. Yeah. So even just to be getting thrown at the start, like what, why is he getting the starts? I think just, just he's because, like plus seven or something stupid. I think yeah, I think just because he's of his potential, really, just an opportunity for the lad to see what it's like to play on the big stage. And when he, he's not out of his depth when he's performing there, so just continue to give him that experience. And I suppose you can look at it like it's unfair that potentially other pros are not getting that opportunity in that spot. But ultimately, when you're looking about growing the game, that young lad's probably going to inspire 
a lot of younger players oh, as well to say, look, this is, if you put the time and effort in and you get to that ability, this is this is the opportunities that are there. Well, yeah, speaking of inspiration, right? So the, a guy who works at Form All, his name's Paul Williams. He had a few, he joined Form All and he, I was speaking to him like last year and he said that he was like, he'd made a bit of few, a few quid. I think I spoke about him on the podcast a couple of times, made a few quid and he wanted to just have a, give it a go at golf. It was his biggest passion, whatever. It's 49 or 48 or something. So, He's then went away, being injured. I thought I'll go down the route of doing his PGA. So he wants to like do his PGA, learn about golf, like he's proper loves golf. Anyway, so he when when his handicap when he, he had a few boss rounds when the new handicap system come in, he was off like plus seven. Plus yeah, yeah. He got he got down to plus two with the with the original system, and then he had like a sixty five on like a blustery day. He had another score, and then he didn't have his card, so it must have just banged him down to like plus seven. And he was getting all phone calls off England golf, thinking he was like this up and coming golfer. And he's like, I'm fifty, like, <laughs> like thinking he was like probably that's what they're saying. Like with these invites, like people want. He was sought after, like to people asking. This him. is it, yeah. So, but anyway, so now I seen him on the Chipping Green last week, and um, he's got an invitation to play in the State Shore of Formby. Oh, unbelievable! Sick, I don't know. So sick. And he's yeah. like, I don't know if I'm going to play. Yet. I was like, What are you Why on about? You- Say, do you want me on your bag? Like you've literally, like this is what you what you've that's what you came for. This is yeah, the whole point <laughs> like, of you like taking the time yeah, to put the practice in was doing? for this, yeah. Maybe. So yeah, he's like my shoulders a bit injured, blah blah. And he's like, but he's like, it, like he's like, it only cost me sixty pounds twenty, and I get to play for me on the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. <laughs> I'm like, well, let's think about your shoulder for a second. Like if you are injured, like just play a couple of days, maybe. Maybe just have a couple. Yeah, yeah. and then try maybe the just play the Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, like oh, it's just. With Boston, isn't it? we should go down. We'll go down and keep a close eye on him if he. Uh, yeah, can't does, wait. Does take it. Looking forward for that. I think last last year we got back from. Where did we get back from? When that we've been on holiday. I'd be, I'd been on holiday, hadn't I? Had you? Yeah, I'd just come back from holiday. So we were going to go to the final. We had tickets for the final day, didn't we? Yeah, Shaq Lady got us sorted some tickets, but I couldn't go because I was I had to isolate. I didn't have COVID, but because I'd. Oh yeah, come back from. Oh yeah, remember have, all that didn't nonsense. Have, didn't have the jabs yet. No, you so. didn't have your all clean negative test. Yeah, me a negative test. And, uh, come back yeah. until... and then it, and it was raining a bit as well. When it's why I just yeah, after. it's not like you. No, right then you'll get down there this year though. Yeah, playoffs are playoffs. here. That's it. Three more tournaments left on the PGA Tour. Where's that gone? I know, it just flies by, doesn't it? Time flies when you're having fun. It is. Well, I'll tell you who's having fun and fine form, Tony Fina. Tony Funnell. Tony Funnell. Yeah. Like he's he's coming off the back of two wins, looking for his hat trick, and he's also the defending champ. He is, yeah. Yeah. This so, is this was the this is the event that changed it all for him, wasn't it? Because it was all them second place finishes and is he ever gonna win again? This was his second win and then bang, he's had two back to back there straight away. And he's Flew up the rankings. He has, yeah, doing very well. Uh, winner receives two thousand FedEx points compared to the five hundred usually. So this is a real good opportunity, like you said. If you're in the one two five, Ricky Fowler. That's what I mean. He you wins this bing, week. Bing, bing. So Ricky exactly. Fowler, if he wins, he's he could boost himself up to as high as like to be what two. He'd be two thousand three hundred and something points. Yeah, like he's up top ten. Does that get him? It depending on how others do. Just as it stands, it get him into third. Yeah. Exactly. So the opportunity is there. Get to the get to the playoffs, and that's anything. I suppose it's a similar. I can see what Liver trying to Liver trying to do something similar to the NFL, where the you know you've got a franchise team, and you know you 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 play all season to get to the end, and then 
your rankings determine who you're playing and then but ultimately whoever gets to that final stage can win anybody can win this is similar like the point system are worked out so that once you get into that one two five once you're even if you're what number one two five in that spot you can still win the whole thing. Yeah, it's not a waste of time for you. Yeah, so it's really good the way they do that. I like the way the point systems work. See, still, I not, sort still not of sold like, on I the. I still sort of don't like it. I mean, it's like the playoffs in the footy where, like, a team can finish automatic promotion is second in, so a team can finish third, or a team can finish seventh from the other playoff, and the seventh can go through. Yeah. So you've, you don't you, like, like that. You, well, it just takes the emphasis off like at end of the season, like what you're gonna do, and you could like if you if you're fourth or something instead of pushing it. Well, Forest, Forest's a prime example of that, though, isn't it? Nottingham Forest, they were bottom of the league for so long and then had a rich vein of form, got themselves just into the playoffs and ended up being in the Premier League. The story's unbelievable. You've got... No, you listen, have... it is bottom. That's the system. That's the way it is. But I just don't like the, the mindset. I just think the mindset can be like, if you're in fourth and you, you, like you're playing the, the, the top team, you could just think like let's just swallow this game and then wait to the next games and try and just bob yourself around four fifth sixth yeah. to be like and you've still got a chance then yeah it's because you know you can't catch second or first but then it from an entertainment factor if you only allow a limited amount of people to win then it's a bit it's not as good as it whereas if you've got that excitement no, to is, the ricky fowler i know what you mean i changed my mind <laughs> <laughs> but that's what i was saying about the nfl there you know like you could have somebody with a losing record throughout the season go and play somebody who's won every single game and beat them. That's that. See, that's what I, I thought the dominance should be rewarded. The extreme, yeah. Like they get a, well, yeah, if they win every game, they do get a bye into the next round, to be fair, in the NFL. They don't have to play the first round. But, um, yeah, maybe I suppose they can't start. No, listen, it's an entertainment, entertainment value, and you can't. Beat it for that and Forrest's story is unbelievable. The Ricky Fowler story would be unbelievable. So I do see it, but I just think that I don't know, like it, it is a bit thing, it's heavily thing, rewarded these next last three events. But the good thing is it doesn't take away the top 10, 15. Like they don't get punished. So if somebody from 102, 105, 120 wins, that just brings them into the pool of the top 15 to give them a chance to win. The top fifteen don't start going down to eightieth, do they? No, I suppose. So that so they the way that they've put in all season, your Cam Smith, your Scotty Scheffler, your Justin Thomas, Patrick Cantley's they all these players who've done unbelievable all season, they have pretty much cemented the place of the tour finals now. So that's yeah. them. They they're gonna give they've given themselves the way they've played all season an opportunity to go and win the FedEx championship. Whereas somebody like Ricky Fowler struggled all week, got in by the skin of his teeth, his story would be he gets to now gets the opportunity to be part of that journey with them and yeah. potentially win it. And then you've got two stories. So Mr. Consistent, Scotty Scheffler, whatever, all season being doing so well, or Ricky Fowler comes out of nowhere. The stories are good. The entertainment's no, good. They are, they are, but like you can see what I'm saying, can't you? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. It's Matt Scotty Scheffler. I read a story that he, he still drives the same car that he had when he was in college. It's got like 178,000 miles on the clock. Even though he's what I like about the kid, you know, he's, he's just so he down to guy, earth, and he? he is just like the fame, and nothing seems to get to him, or doesn't phase him. He's he just seems to constantly be just the same guy, doesn't he? You can yeah. even see that when he does his videos. I with like Ted it when Scott. they go off the head, though. You know, oh, there's space for <laughs> like, that. There's definitely like, room I like for that. He, yeah, like, yeah. Like Kev could get looted at his wedding and like go yeah, all yeah. around the place on the private, like and that's what's and all that. Like, that's it's... what's great about the game of golf, isn't it? You've got so many different characters, so many clashes, so many people get on. Like you can see the different clicks 
with people like Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas and Ricky Fowler for that sense. Best yeah. look like best friends on tour. Yeah. The banter between Rory, JT, and Tiger at the Open saying, "Do you want to come and?" Oh no, you haven't you haven't won here yet. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. That's what you've got, and then you've got like the bad boys as well. You've got the Bryson DeChambeau and the the Brooks Koepka, like the bad boys of the tour, and Phil Mickelson. But even though they are all live, just get brand. This is bad boys, but you know what I'm saying, don't you? Just no, that's it. Yeah, it's like P that PXG, like the make. They seem to be like uh with the bad boys, don't they? Like like Swafford, like Paperez. <laughs> like they've like picked the players like quite like. Bad boyish, haven't they? Yeah. Like they probably have new. They're probably going to be the biggest. Like when all the sponsors drop, live they probably be they slide in, in them. There, yeah. yeah, get in there. Yeah. yeah. Um, have a look at the groups then. Um, featured groups for this week. Yeah, just picked out six of the ones that I think are worth. I know they're all, they're all going to be good, but Jordan Spieth's teeing up with Fitzpatrick and Max Homer. Nice. Be a good group. Uh, Scotty Scheffler. Had a few good knocks this year, Homer, and he like with a few good personnel. He's, yeah, he's been playing very well. Yeah, got Tiger at the Open, didn't he? Um, one, two, and three. Scheffler, Smith, and Burns are teaming up together. Um, Fino, that's the feature, isn't it? Yeah, that's the one, isn't it? Probably dog it round, though. <laughs> like, it's what happens, isn't it? Fino teaming up with JT and Cam Young. Yeah, that's seven, eight, nine, isn't it? Yeah, I think they put them out in order, don't they? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. So they're Shuffle, Cantley, and Rory playing together then. Yeah. Sick, <laughs> and then Sun JM is four under <laughs> with Hideki Matsuyama, Will Zalatoris, John Ram, Tom Hoagie, and Billy Horschel. I just want to talk. Oh, so about they're all them. in order then. Right the way through, yeah. Right. Oh, are they? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm just picking them out, yeah. So, ah, right, I see. Yeah. So right, the, so one, two, three, play together. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And then one, so. two, five, one, two, four, one, two, three. Well, yeah. No way. Didn't know that. <laughs> it's, that's what's interesting, though, isn't it? Like, yeah, if, like... the first two rounds, yeah. Do the same for the top 70 as well. Yeah. When it gets reshuffled, one, two, three. And then, obviously, the final round, number one, finish starts 10 under, etc. Oh, yeah, they all we play together. the, the, the um, handicap system thing. Yeah, but just talking about the top 10, then, obviously, going through them now. Scotty Scheffler, four wins this season, taking his rise to number one um, fairly quickly, didn't he? But... Since he's had a bit cooled of cooled off, hasn't he? he has, yeah, he's sort of cooled off. It didn't fare too well in the last couple of majors, did he? And no. um, but you know, earned his he's earned his break really, and he for the way he played all oh, season, and has, yeah. he's definitely kept himself out of the limelight with all this live stuff. He's not got himself involved. He hasn't said anything, has he? He mentions, like... yeah, he mentions about when Brooks went over, didn't he? About like I had oh, a conversation was, he had, yeah, with him, and yeah, he yeah. didn't didn't he felt it was a bit backstabby or two faced that he didn't really mention it, but. Um, moving on to Cam Smith, I know there's news broke that about potentially him and Leishman. Well, that Cam Percy, his name's Cameron Percy. Yeah, Cameron Percy. He's, he's come out and said like they're gone. Yeah, about him and Leishman. Yeah, and they're both in the FedEx. So what we could have there potentially then is Cam Smith, Open champion, Players champ, FedEx champ, world number one, and then go to live. Sickest man about if he does that. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a chance though. He's number two now. He's playing unbelievable. He's going to start the final, if not number one, number two or three. You would imagine, wouldn't you? Well, if he wins this week, he'll be number one. He's going to start ten under with that advantage. You know, he's definitely going to go to world number one, isn't he? If he wins the the whole thing, that'd be unreal. You know, exactly. Like Greg Norman would be loving that. That was yeah. That that. That like they be... want a big name. Well, they haven't is... got one yet. So if this is true about the rumours of him and Leishman going over, then like this is the biggest name in golf. 
the reigning champion golfer of the year going over to live. It's just it, this is the big one. This is the big move, the big change. And then yeah. when you put that into context of what I mentioned about Davis Love the Third earlier, saying that there is a chance that we can coexist, sort of like the tables are turning. Hopefully, we'll see. Because all we want, I know obviously it's it can be entertaining at times, seeing the backwards and forth, but basically all we want to do is we want to see golf grow and golf more money be pumped into the sport. That's one thing that Liv are doing, whether you agree with where the money's coming from, whether you agree with it being sports, washing, whatever your opinions are, the fact is more money is coming into the game. Yeah. And Definitely. money provides opportunities, doesn't it? So Of course. Still going down the list, then number three, I mentioned them before, Sam Burns, three-time winner on the PJ Tour this season. Got a great chance. Um, Mr. Consistent, really, isn't he? He is, yeah. He's um, he's a very good player. Like when Tiger, as you say, when Tiger played with him, said he was going to be like the next up and coming. Like he, he knows just loads of things about him. So. Yeah, definitely. Zander, he underperformed pretty much all season since the Ryder Cup, didn't he? Yeah. It didn't, didn't really get off to a good start. And then him and Cantley, who were actually fourth and fifth, they won um, New Orleans, didn't they? When they yeah. won the Zurich. And then since then, Zander's gone on and won the Travellers and the Scottish Open back to back. So that's what I mean. He, he had he had that form where he was winning like little events or team events or like a tournament of champions. And yeah, he, he won the really gold medal. Credit, a gold medal. Yeah, he wasn't getting credit with like an actual four round PGA Tour win. And now then he got it. And then he's won like DP World now, and he with the um, the Scottish. The Scottish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So and obviously Cantley as well. He won. He's only won the. The, the doubles event, but he's had the most top ten finishes all season. So yeah, he just he, he seemed like he was going to crack on, can't he? And big, and obviously he has, but with, with his form. But it's it, he's just still hovers, and he still got that couple of bad holes in him that just yeah. taking him, which is which is just frustrating for him, isn't it? He's got a great chance to go back to back though, sitting sitting um, fifth at the moment, hasn't he? Back oh back to back in the whole in the FedEx. whole win the yeah, whole FedEx, yeah, yeah, yeah right yeah. up there. Tony Fino mentioned in earlier. Well, just Jeff and Rory McIlroy. Rory McIlroy. <laughs> there you are. You little get. <laughs> and now my eyes are deceiving me. Get. Couldn't see him. A get. Yeah. Wow. He went missing, didn't he? Little get. <laughs> you say when like your kid goes missing or something, get back and you'll get. Uh, no, I know. Yeah. I'm here to be mad, eh? Exactly. I yeah. just didn't want it to come out of your mouth. Well, that's what it, that's the reference, isn't it? Like you go missing, or you like get there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not having that. No, I'm having it. But just, just not having it out of your old, mouth. Yeah, I'm not having me granddad. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, go on, Rory. Rory, yeah. So yeah, obviously we know what Rory's done this season, don't we? Had a phenomenal yeah. year. Um, chance again. Do you know what I think? He's he's gonna win one of these playoffs. If not this week, he's gonna win next week. Yeah, definitely. I think so. Yeah, I think him, him or Cam Smith will be taking one and two into the final. Into or, the, or into yeah, into the final. Oh, yeah, into the final. Yeah, and potentially for, into the world rankings as well because you know th- there's a lot of world ranking points. I know we say we're gonna do things on this podcast, and sometimes it don't always come to fruition. But we should write out our top tens. Okay. Who are we think it's going to finish? How we think it's going to finish, yeah. Just off the top of my head, I think one Cam Smith, two Rory McIlroy, three Scotty Scheffler. That's who I would go for the three ball for the FedEx starting 10, 8, on, 10, eight and 7. Yeah, that's that. what we'll do. We'll do what we think is going to be the, the start, the, the last teeing off in 
Eastlake. Yeah, on, on the, the Thursday. On the, on the 1097, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, that's fine, yeah. Okay. Fine, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Tony Fina, we've mentioned him. Obviously, defend comes in defending champ. Um, going for Adam, the three-peat. Going for the three-peat, yeah, unbelievable. Then next in line, JT. Yeah. Yeah, major winner again this season. And he's looking at, to make this six top tens in the FedEx in a row. Well, that is Mr. Consistent, isn't it? Yeah. You forget how, like, obviously he doesn't, he wins, but he's, his wins are, like, the sporadic, aren't they? Like, it's not, he's not, like, five times, six times a season, which you'd expect from someone else. Yeah, he's he not a, he's not a, but that, it just goes to show the strength and depth, though, doesn't it? Yeah, I suppose. Like, because he is a phenomenal player and he does win pretty much every year and he wins a lot of majors compared to other people, doesn't of he? Of course, so, yeah. It, you know, he is fantastic. He is unbelievable, but there's also a lot of other fantastic, unbelievable golfers on the tour. And it's just but even so with the consistency, like you say, Cantley hasn't finished outside the top 10 in, in X amount of rounds or, or tournaments or whatever. Whereas JT, like you can just see him like bob out and miss the cut, can't you? Like, yeah. whereas like Cantley, you just don't. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Like, he's won the PJ PGA Championship with Shank. <laughs> like, that's the sort of guy we're on about. It is, yeah. Um, and then the final two, uh, Cam Young. Done everything but win this season. Definitely one for the future, isn't he's, he? Like when you said Lynn Grant was due a major, Cam Young is due a little win, I think. Yeah, he is, yeah. Like he's, he's done everything but win this season, hasn't he? Yeah. Similar to Zalatoris, really. Yeah. Um, and... I think he's got a bit more about him, Young. Yeah. A bit more composure and a bit more like, whereas Zalatoris, like you can... He had a few more years on Corn Ferry, Cam Young, didn't he? Did he? He had a few more years on the Corn Ferry to probably learn his trade than Zalatoris. Zalatoris had... A quick rise to he fame, got depended, didn't, he? didn't he? A little yeah, bit, yeah. So, whether that hindered him, I don't and know. And he's but... got that putting thing where he can looks like he can get the yips, which is, yeah, you wouldn't like if you had if you had said, Who would you want this four footer or five footer young goals out of Taurus, yeah, to get your first win? Young goals, eh? you're probably picking young, aren't you? Yeah, you are, you are, yeah. And then Sun Jim, forward, <laughs> it concludes, yeah. Just Edge and Matsuyama outside the top 10, actually. But they're obviously going to be playing together this week, so I'm looking forward yeah. to watching watching that group, like I mentioned before. And then there's some notables that are just outside the top 10 to, to look look at. In 12, Will Zalatoris, yeah. 14, Matt Fitzpatrick, 15, Jordan Smith, 16, John Ram, 22, Colin Morikawa. Where has he gone? Where has he gone, by the way? And number 19, big, big strong live rumours here, Victor Hovland. Yeah. Like, he could do the same thing as what you're saying Cam Smith's going to do, just like turn up, win, and then Bobby. Bob off, yeah. yeah. He's still top 10 in the world, isn't he? Even though he's Sick. just inside the top 20 in the FedEx. He's, yeah. Um, yeah and then... Morikawa just sort of, ke- like, he's another one, like Rose and just dove. Yeah, but it's still there, isn't it? Of you know course, what I mean? Yeah. You don't lose it overnight, but yeah, I don't. No, I don't think I don't. I just I I worry that Colin Morikawa at twenty second might miss the tour champs me over the next two weeks. Do you? Bold statement to make, isn't statement it? Statement late. I do. I think think he's going to struggle me. Wow. Just based on the form this season, he's not been playing as much. I think we could potentially see him not there at Eastleigh. Really, yeah. Mm, I'm going to make that statement right that here, right now. Serious one, that. Yeah. One player we won't be seeing, who we're very fond of, Tommy Fleetwood. Yeah. He's 47th at the moment, so that will pretty much secure his position in the top 70 for the BMW. So hopefully say that, yeah. we'll see him next week. But yeah, he's not attending this this event. No, probably staying with the family, isn't he, after the passing of his mother? And yeah. It's like it's probably not really the most, probably not in the best headspace for one. Yeah. And... For two, he probably puts things into perspective, doesn't it? Like it's 
golf or like be around your family at a time yeah no yeah of course definitely but hopefully we see him return next week if if he's like you say if he's in the right headspace exactly and and it works for him and then just inside the top 50 you mentioned to me earlier at the final round 64 to just scrape into the top 10 at the Wyndham Championship 49th Tittle Hatton didn't expect to see him that far down me no no so you know he's got some work to do to get to East Lake definitely do I I didn't expect to see that far up Ben Zedenhout where is he He's 53rd. Right, okay. Like, I just wouldn't have thought... Done well be... in a major, didn't he? What major was he was done it, well yeah. in? That can always be the difference, that. Like, yeah, they get a, bit, a lot of points. points in the, in the biggest yeah. scoring events. But even a few mad ones, there, like Alex Norren. Like, you know, like, he's Another an amazing one. player. But like, you just don't see him being 59th in the FedEx, do you? No. In your mind. I know. Yes, oh. right. You're right. Pot selections are back this week anyway. They are. Yeah. We've had a bit of, we had a bit of a blip, didn't we, by getting banned off Instagram and all that. Yeah. So, how dare they? How dare they? <laughs> who, um, who are you going for? I, pot number one, Thomas the Tank Engine. You hung Kim. You hung Kim. I've had a name my picks here. Why? Just, I'll show you in a minute. Okay. So, I've gone for Tony Fino. Have you, yeah. Three-peat. Three-peat. I just think Kim... Like the way he played there, and he's got that win now. He's got that security. I just think it's going to be. I don't want to speak too soon, but he's going to dominate me. Right, I've picked um, him in my mind, but it's not him. I'll show you in a minute. Go, who's put two? If what? I'll show you in a minute. I'm put three. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've gone Keegan Bradley. Put two. Yeah. So you're, is he in put two? Is he? Yeah. You have had a mirror, haven't you? <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't have picked him anyway. But uh, Thea Gala, I've gone for. Yeah, yeah, it's good to he see him. He could be due. He's due as well, isn't he? Yeah. Who's your pot three? Lucas Herbert. Right. So my pot three is KH Lee. But in my mind, when I was picking him, I was thinking it was Tom Kim. <laughs> Why? I just thought that's what that was. Like, I don't know. Just, I've just like see, read that and thought, wow, he's doing well. Part three, there, him. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then, but it obviously it's KH Lee, not him. KH Lee's a pick, though. No, no. Yeah. Hopefully that does me well. But he was my, he was our first ever pot two win, and I got him. I remember that. Yeah, that was yeah, him. Went back it? to back, didn't he? Sick. Uh, pot four, I've gone Callan Tarham. I was going to go for him. Yeah, I've gone for Doug Gim. Doug Gim. Yeah. That's a good shout, actually. Yeah, that's a very good finish of the players, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, um, so yeah, that's the pot selections for this week. So let's see what comes of it. Hey, let's see, let's see what comes of it. Are you going to start playing golf soon or what? I'm playing this week. One, it's meant to be roasting these next couple of days. Yeah, we're over 30 degrees every and day. I yeah, and I can't, I can't be bothered doing anything else but playing golf on them days. You get yourself back playing, mate. I know. Yeah, I'll be lowering you soon. I know. Well, what is you? What's going on with the handicap gate scandal? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm starting to play to my handicap now, front nines. Yeah. So I just need to um, get the back nine sorted. You need to play an individual comp and get your card in on the weekend. Yeah, there is a tea time there on Saturday. I just don't know if I've got time to play. Um, so if I can squeeze that in early, I'll get. I will. I'll get. I'll get there. <laughs> you do that. <laughs> I'm gonna go six thirty meditation, workout, cold swim, shower, changed. Golf course, win the comp, watch Everton beat Aston Villa, go to bed. And on that note, we'll see you all soon. Ciao.
Oh, look at that line, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, boy, is he on the sink. <laughs>